All right, welcome to another episode of Nerding Daily. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Marvel movie Eternals, which was good. I, I don't know. What did you think, Robert? Yeah, I might have liked it a little bit more than you, actually. How would you know? Because uh, the only thing you told me about it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. I didn't say it was bad. Okay. Yeah. No, I really liked it. I, I, I've seen it twice. Uh, cool. So, yeah, let's dig into it. Okay. Why Why does it not feel like a Marvel? Well, here's what's interesting. It, it To me, like when I saw the preview, I didn't feel like it felt Marvel right away. Like it to me, it felt kind of like, you know, the, uh, the X-Men movies, which are Marvel, but like outside of the Disney franchise. You know what I mean? Outside of the MCU. Yeah. Outside of the MCU. It had that kind of like kind of a crossover vibe to it but not in a bad way i liked the cast i liked the the whole vibe of the movie like the 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 feel of it and the look of it it just felt a little different that's it it didn't feel like it was in the same universe because uh the marvel universe has its own like aesthetic and this even though it's running along with it and and we hear about some of the same characters within this uh, movie a little bit not too much it it does have its own aesthetic i don't know if you'd agree to that i gotcha and i understand what you're saying it's it's one of those that I, I I feel like it is in the Marvel Universe, the MCU. Um, it just, it didn't bother me that, you know, I thought that you were saying like, oh, it doesn't feel like as connected or something like that, which has been one of the main complaints. But I mean, we're doing, they're, they're doing so many Marvel projects. They don't all have to be connected, like mm-hmm. a real tight connection. The only connection is it shows you really what happened well before the Avengers mm. and it happened and it shows you the, the world after the Avengers mm-hmm. uh, fight Thanos. So people are, you know, are more open. People know these things like people know Dr. Strange, people know Thanos mm-hmm. and they just, they try to get on with their everyday lives. It seems like to me. Well, and I, and I like that it, it had, it had that, um, that acknowledgement of what's going on in the universe, but you're not having like cameos every 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, which and, is it, when it's done right, it's not bad, but right. if he doesn't need it, it would feel out of place. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think we, we saw the same things in it. The other complaint is, yeah, people said it felt more like a DC movie. Like, mm. the, the Rotten Tomatoes score is very misleading on this, and I don't really care too much about Rotten Tomatoes scores. Since it's an aggregator of uh, yay or nay, recommend or don't recommend, it doesn't have much meaning to, like, the actual percentage. Mm. But... It is nice sometimes when you see like a movie that you like to have a high percentage. This one's middling. I think it ended at 57%. Mm. But you see some of the reviews and it's really for the little things. I don't know. Marvel, they're owned by Disney. Disney's huge. And of Mm -hmm. course, Disney wants to appeal to everyone. You know, it's not just straight white males as every as every action star ever. They have a hint of, you know, of of a gay character. I mean, they they show him, but they don't even show him that much. He's the last recruit. And they have a a deaf actor Mm -hmm. in it. I think so. I don't remember if the if the actor is deaf or if she she plays one on The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) You know what I'm gonna say. I know. I well, just let's just keep going. Finish your thought. (laughs) (laughs) But to compare it to DC movies is is not really fair because this still fits in the universe as its own thing. It doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. It's it's its own thing. It's stretching the boundaries of what's kind of allowed in a Marvel movie. 
um, is the first like real sex scene in the MCU, mm. and it's not that wasn't even that bad. No, I, mean, I didn't. It's a PG thirteen movie. It's not like they can get away with a lot. It, it felt very CW. I wasn't I wasn't offended by that. Yeah, it's it's just you read a lot of the negative reviews, and it's a lot of things about that, like very slightly veiling like the the homophobic stuff when they're just like, it was gross that I took my kids to that. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, really? It's part of the world we live in. Um, they're gonna be exposed to it at some point this is a part of life absolutely what, what are they what, you know what are, you know, there's all kinds of real world things that happen that no one complains about whether yeah. they agree with it or not right so yeah, exactly how how you how do you how as a family do you discuss something if you're not exposed to it there you go right exactly and then and it's no oh, no i'm just saying and, and and it doesn't matter what your perspective is on it that's that's for you to chew on at home. What matters is is that you don't spread hate. You know what I'm saying? We got to get away from this. We got to move on from hating people because of life choices. Sorry. Yeah, well, life choices or just the way that they were well, born. Yes. Like that's up that's up for them to that's up for people to decide. But it's like Sorry. you know, you can't change what's already been made in a movie. Why are you gonna complain, oh my gosh, there is a there is a two second kiss between two male characters. It's like you didn't make the movie, you don't write for the characters. Well they're, they're trying to show that they're inclusive. Like, is it really that big of a deal? And and are we going to just not address that this goes on and that there's people out here that live lives this way? We're just going to pretend yeah. this doesn't exist? No, no, you can't. Like that's what reviewers want to do. Well, it's it's not reality. Yeah. So I don't know, Robert. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. It's just it, it it's time for you know it's, it's time for people to to make Marvel movies that are inclusive to everybody. And this is one of them, like, just from the cast themselves. You have people of different ages and races. No. And it, that should not be an issue. And from the start, when this was, uh, you know, when this was announced, people had issues with, oh, you're not going to have this character. Oh, this character is going to be black. This character is going to be, you know, uh, Indian. It's just... But it doesn't matter. But at the end, it was still kind of a safe bet for Disney, wasn't it? Because they all end up being robots. Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, obviously. Oh, spoilers, sorry. Spoilers. Oops. Oh, no, man. No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're celestial robots basically. Yeah. Uh servants to help the celestials. And, you know, they just went with like, hey, here's, you know, eight templates. <laughs> like, what does it matter? And they grow right. and they learn to be more human. Yeah, yeah. Um, as as the longer they stay on Earth and, you know, they make their own life choices from there. That's one of the more grounded aspects of, of this movie that feels more like reality is how they wrote the characters. Right, right, they right. Might be robots, and they might be in this. Of course, it's a superhero movie, so it's you know very away from re reality. But it still feels like all these characters are you know they have lives that they've lived for this long. It feels like that, and they have their nuances and everything. You know, you have Sprite, the the young looking one, although she's you know thousands of years old. I felt sorry for she, her because of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just she just wants to grow up. She wants to fall in love. She wants to have kids someday. Yep, and that's, that's just it, it. Says a lot about society that is basing you know all this off of what real people want 
and sometimes can't get, mm-hmm. or, you know, sometimes people are finally feeling accepted. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I really liked the, the more humane aspects of it. And it's all because, you know, they got to love humans. Mm-hmm. They got to know them. They, yeah. they were living among them. They weren't, they were told not to be, not to interfere, even though they wanted to interfere. And they felt like it was so wrong that they couldn't interfere. And, and they had their mission to focus on. And it was yeah. amazing to me that um, by the end of it, they're, they realize, wait a minute, we like this planet. We don't want to see this planet destroyed. And that, I thought it was cool how celestials are born in a planet. I thought that, I didn't know that. I never read the, I'll be honest, I've never read this comic. It was a, it was a short run. Was it? It wasn't, it wasn't that popular, but people liked the idea, I guess. I guess. Enough to, you know, go for a movie. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, it's the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy when it came right. out. I loved it. I had no idea of that incarnation of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew of Yondu. Right. Walking around in a little, you know, bowling cloth and a bow and arrow, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, it, it gives you a clean slate, basically, to mm-hmm. begin with, because most of your audience is not going to know these characters. Right, right. You should still do the characters right, and it feels like they're real characters. I can say that. I don't know what they were like in the comics, though. I don't either. So I haven't, I have no really, I don't really have a reference. And I, I yeah. felt like um, this movie, I mean, they did, they had to cover so much. I almost felt like it would have been better if somehow they could have covered less, um, especially in the past. And, and it had more of the now. And then the second movie could have covered more of the past. That's what I wish. Because then you could have had some of the same characters come back. You know? Yeah, I, 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 I think either way they saw it as a gamble. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so they had to pack it into a, a extended movie instead of two separate movies. I get that. But I, I like how they did it. That's another one thing that people complain about is the runtime. It's like, dude, it's about the same runtime as Endgame. It was, yeah. I was. You're you're setting up so many stories in the past, present with eight characters. You know, and it re- and the the pacing of it reveals so much about the characters. I think so. It keeps you on your toes I was, for me it did i was surprised I, I was surprised on how long it was i didn't know how, i didn't check the runtime but oh, it, it i did but it didn't it didn't feel i didn't feel like oh is this over yet uh is this over? <laughs> i didn't feel like that i was like oh what's gonna happen next there was pretty good pacing throughout yeah. the movie uh action scenes were decent too like uh, the choreography was pretty good i wanted to know more about the i wanted to see the bad guy join them though that was my only because as he was becoming more intelligent, as he was absorbing uh, the Eternals, and he was gaining... More human-like, kind of. Yeah, and how he was uh, evolving. I would have liked to seeing him become one. And I don't know if that's, you know, canon or not. But I, I was, like, kind of sad when that it didn't go that way. Because they, yeah. they wanted the same thing. Well, they, they kind of... They, they do that. Like, he uh, is more conscientious when he does become more human. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's still, he doesn't see it as a, a team up as possible. Right. Because it's still the same people that have killed all of his kind. He's the last no. one. Oh, I see. Yeah, I remember him so, having that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so so Crow, I, I like what they did with him. He was less of a main villain, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Like, the, the CGI, uh, Bill Skarsgård, you know, it. Yes. Uh, he did the, the voice, at least the voice. He might have done the CGI. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought, you know, I'd like to see him. I like to see the creature evolve into him. Mm. And w- when he became more human-like, he was 
honestly creepy to he me. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it, I thought that was well done. I thought that was cool. And the the big reveal is that um, Icarus is kind of the main bad guy because yeah. he's he's the religious zealot yes that no matter what he's going to carry out his mission and unfortunately it means the downfall of some of the eternals right right that was that was awesome and i you know i i should have seen <laughs> he's, he's too he's yeah. too much of a goody two-shoes he was yeah yeah i mean he did have i i, I didn't see it coming for some reason um but because he was the one trying to get them all together and but then when it does make sense because at first i was like well why is he protecting them if you know he's just gonna kill them and then you know then you realize oh well because he he does have that um agenda agenda and that relationship with them too i mean he he was in love with cersei cersei forever uh before which is so funny to me that that's her name because of uh uh her boyfriend who was in game of thrones <laughs> Yeah, her boyfriend and her ex-boyfriend. And her ex-boyfriend. Is that funny? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of like it. I kind of like that it's it's well-known names, just not f- from the comics, really. Right. Because you have the, the tale of Icarus. You have the tale of Cersei, obviously, from multiple things now. I, I love Sprite, the name Sprite, but they never acknowledge it's from a soda. The <laughs> uh, Fastos, Gilgamesh, Druig. Mm-hmm. Like those are cool names, and those are easy to remember names. So it it worked out well. Um, speaking of the actors, um, I know I haven't always been a fan of uh, Richard Madden, but what did you think of the cast? I thought he was good in this. Thing. Um, let me just say this while you think of it. Sure. Cersei, played by Gemma Chan, this is her second time in the MCU. She did a little part in Captain Marvel. She's kind of the de facto main character because she becomes the leader mm-hmm. of the Eternals and. Um, it's weird because she's a very sympathetic, very like in, she's not one of them that goes out in a battle, um, which is the same for Salma Hayek, who was the former leader. She's the, the healer. She's there more for support. Right, right, right. Uh, but Gemma Chan or uh, Cersei still uses, I mean, ends up using her, her powers in like the most clever ways to make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the end of the movie. So I thought it was uh, one of those things that it's, you know, they talk about it directly in the movie that she's the leader now and she doesn't want to be the leader or somebody else should be the leader like Icarus. But she kind of proves that she has the wit or at least the, you know, the the righteousness to be the hero, uh, to be the hero, to be the main leader. Well, and I, 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 I liked her. I liked um, her boyfriend. I don't want to give away who he is yet. Uh, Selma Hayek's character was good. Uh, Gilgamesh was great. Uh, Druig was great. Barry Kogan is creepy in so many movies, <laughs> yes, and he's he he's the default one that you think is going to betray the Eternals because and that's he has who, this blow up. Well, and he has the yeah. coolest power where he just takes over people's minds. It's yeah. very it's very Vision, very much like not Vision a, or WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was crazy. I liked it. Um, but uh, Angelina Jolie's character Athena, right? Hers was for me is what makes the movie because she's like the X factor. Like she can just go off, and like there's nothing they can do about it to get her back. It, <laughs> and it's such a it's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. And they they won't kill her because they love her. They won't erase her memory. Um, and she she's battling that um condition the whole time. And it's so cool how they explain it. What do they call it? The maddening or madness? Something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's kind of uh, their version of Alzheimer's. Yeah. Or um, yeah. It's it's because they they 
uh, didn't erase her memory all the way. Yeah, like... It wasn't a complete wipe. Yeah, like in a computer, you would have some corrupt files or mm-hmm. sectors or something like that. But yeah, it's just uh, kind of a, an early onset dementia, more or less, for her. And that makes her into... I mean, it, it, she could have been a, 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 a two-dimensional character, just, mm-hmm. I'm a tough woman. I like to kill. Mm-hmm. But that made her into a more sympathetic character uh, for the audience because, yeah, she's she's fighting these people. She doesn't know who she is, where she is, when, you know, and what's going on. So it's, it's just it's really sad to see someone. And it's an interesting way for them to handle, you know, uh, mental problems. Right, right. And, and and then having Gilgamesh just take care of her is just kind of cool. Like, they're out in the middle of nowhere so he can handle her when she's, you know not knowing where she is. Yeah, he's and one of the strongest Eternals, so I do. he's, he's up for the task, yeah. I, I kind of didn't like, um, what was it, Kingo? Kingo? Kumail Nadjani's He He cracks me up. He's good. I, I What bothers me, just really quick. Oh, is, go ahead. Let's see if it's the same thing. Well, in interviews before this, mm. both Kumail Nadjani and uh, maybe it was Chloe Zhao or Kevin Feige said, this is, this is a character that Kumail hasn't done before. That's not true, like, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Playing like <laughs> that's what I was gonna himself. Yes, like he always plays. Not that that's bad. I I'm a fan of his. I like him too. Um, it's just not that far removed. That's what I felt. I feel like now I like him. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I felt like out of the cast, he was the weakest link, only because he's exactly how I expected him to be. Yeah, well, and that's he has it. The smallest part too. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, and and I love I love him in Silicon Valley. He cracks me up. He's my favorite. Oh my God, he's great. Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So it pains me to say that. Um, his sidekick though, <laughs> the guy oh, filming. <laughs> he, I love that. I love that dynamic. So that was no, fun. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was. And if Kingo's a big, you know, celebrity, of course he's going to have a hype man, someone to follow and document what's going on because he loves the attention. Well, and I love that he played his. Grandfather, great great grandfather, his great grandfather, yeah. his grandfather. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. Yeah, they got yeah. some good. Like he's still the you know the comedic factor in this. Right, right. Not not to you know boil him down to simplistic. Oh, he's a comedian. He's a comedic actor, but he does it well. They they know how to play to the strengths of the cast. I think. What is um? Is it Fastos the the scientist? What's his name? Yes. His character, his powers with the rings was really cool. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, his... uh... And yes, he's the gay character that's in a loving relationship. So sue him. So sue us. We don't care. Like, just get over it. But that's what I thought was awesome is that brought him back into society. He gave humanity another chance uh, after... World War II, he helped on the Manhattan Project. Oh, yeah, well, and he saw the destruction. He saw the devastation. Yeah, and remember, he gave up. He gave up on humans. He gave up on helping. He gave up on doing anything. And lo and behold, you know, centuries later, he finds you know love of his life. He has a kid, and he's still an awesome you know. Uh, I guess you'd call him an engineer. He's definitely an inventor and an engineer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, see, and there was someone else I was going to bring up. Um, is it Makira? Makira, who's the... She's got, like, this speed, like, the Flash. Makari. Makari, thank you. Couldn't remember her name. Um, her... When she's running all over the world... What is she looking for again? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, she has to go... She went to go see where the seismic activity was happening. It was yeah, where, it was where the celestial was coming out. 
That's what it was, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, they did a good job of having it feel like her uh, speed factor felt different. At least different enough than, say, Quicksilver or The Flash. Now, the Flash in the in DC, it's a lot of, you know, slow mode to show how fast he's really going. Right. Which kind of is ripping it off from, uh, which one? X-Men Days of Future Past. Because that was like the funnest, most fun sequence in that movie. Uh but this one is just really showing like the the, the sheer veracity, mm-hmm. like that really gives you strength. If you have speed, it shows you that it's giving you that strength, which right. is an inter- interesting way to show it off. Hmm. Like when she was fighting Icarus, and it was just like slam, slam, slam. And he's you know physically tougher than her, right? But I mean, she was whooping his butt. I kind of, I did kind of wish, and this is tell me if this is stupid or not, but I, it, it was kind of weird to me that all this stuff's happening, right? And no one else in the entire MCU is being alerted to this celestial coming out of the, you know, the earth. Right. I think that would have been a perfect opportunity to have like a fantastic for a quick cameo. You know, they're like, Oh, this is going on there. And they just don't get there in time. <laughs> it's all over by the time they show up. <laughs> I think that would have been cool, you know, but there's like no one else noticing this. That's the only thing that the only problem I have with it. And that, and that's kind of how it felt like it was out of its out kind of out on its own um is this this happened after everyone came back yeah right so yeah no, they talk about that yeah and they do but i just think it's weird that like no one else tried to show up and it would have been funny if they did and they were off in the distance you know they didn't really have to do the cameo but other people are showing up and then they're like oh someone else has got this and they just leave <laughs> yeah I mean, it might have gotten the attention of other people. Some people are speculating that in Avengers Endgame, when they were talking about the seismic activity underwater... Oh, maybe this is what's happening? At that. Oh. Maybe. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. So it's... You that, know, I'm just being nitpicky on that. That's just, yeah. that, That's not really like something that has uh, turned me off, but... So it's um, a possibility. It's, it's minor connections either way. Right. Um, no so worries. we might want to might want to wrap this up is there any other parts of the movie you want to bring up not that i can think of right now how about you well the the dynamic at the beginning turning into the you know we're bringing the whole band back together Mm. mentality in the middle and then at the end where they all like half of them basically splinter off right all go about their lives just like you know how they want to just be seen as humans more or less well their mission was over so yeah I, i love that uh, but they still have to face the consequences with the Celestial. Mm-hmm. So that that was a good way to finish it. Um, the post-credit scenes, or the mid-credit oh, credits, yes. I, I liked them. You did? The CGI on Pip. Harry, uh, Harry Oswald's character was not that good. Harry Styles as Star Fox? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it's weird that we're getting into... <laughs> like stretching out the the cosmic side of marvel and mm-hmm. it's the yeah, thanos's brother right his codename is star fox right but it, it, it is a character from the comics it's just, right he definitely looks uh, more attractive than <laughs> the character in the comics you know he had the the red like spiky hair mm-hmm. and he was more he, his character is more of a blowhard versus thanos who wants to you know control everything right and, uh you know dominate T- the world who's a tyrant yes yeah he's more of a playboy Right. Um, gosh, I don't want to call him Star Fox. What was his other name? Uh, Eros. Eros. That's much yeah. better. Eros. We'll yeah. just say. Um, but the, the post credit scene gave us way less information, and that one got me more excited. Right. Because we know by the end of it, do you want to give it away? Oh, it's one of our favorite characters of all, the uh, Black Knight, right? Oh, and then, yes, I forgot them being taken. That scene was nuts. Yeah. 
by the celestial. celestial popping up for Oof. the whole earth to see. That was just crazy. But Dane Whitman's about to, you know, tell Cersei his his family secret, his lineage, his lineage. Yep. And then she gets taken up, and he decides that that's his call to action. Finally, mm-hmm. so he takes on the the cursed uh, what is it, black saber? Yep. And you just hear the voiceover of one of my favorite guys, Mahershala Ali, who is going to be Blade. That's so awesome. He's going to be that perfect. Interesting. He's going to be perfect. Yeah. All right, man. That's so cool. <laughs> so would you want a sequel, James? Um, if I want to see what's going to happen with the um, Celestial. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be crazy. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that got me really hyped. That, yeah. This this movie's made me care about these characters. And if it does a Silver Surfer crossover with Galactus, I don't, I don't know if they'll do that, but that'd be sick. Now, what if that Celestial turned out to be Galactus instead? Oh. Because it did have the massive size of Galactus. It does, and it has kind of a similar noggin, so who knows? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be crazy. You never know. We've mm-hmm. got to see what happens, so <laughs> I'm all on board. Right. So definitely a recommendation from me, um, but I'm a, technically a millennial, so... <laughs> <laughs> Take that as you wish. I'm just, you know, have fun with it. It's different. It's a change of pace. It's not super connected. If you want super connected, no, no shade to Hawkeye, but go watch Hawkeye. Yeah, and this is this is definitely on its own. It's 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 a it's its own little universe. It's like a fresh start, like you said. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chloe Zhao, the director. You know, she was doing this before uh, Nomadland uh, even came out. Was nominated or even won, and it's still shows that she's a very capable director either on a low budget or a high budget yep i think <laughs> okay <laughs> all, all right. right is the next episode james going to be our it's gonna be our tops year? yeah yeah it's gotta yeah. be it has to be so we'll do it this will be an interesting year that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna have to make my list and check it twice <laughs> i knew it i knew you were santa no no not at all what Oh, that, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's not what I meant. I meant because I always mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are like, no, that was last year. Oh, crap. (laughs) You're right. We'll see if that happens again. And then they're like, what about that movie you liked in February? It was really good. That was February? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This has been another long year. It has. Pandemic people, so. It has. It'll be interesting to have another end of the year top five, (laughs) bottom five list. Stay tuned for that. That will be fun. It'll be good. All right. Well, this concludes this episode of Nerding Daily. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.